So today's guest, everyone, is Real World Austin uh, castmate and challenge champion, Nehemiah Clark. Thank you for being here today, Nehemiah. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Pleasure. All right. How did you first hear about the real world, and um, what was the casting process like? on MTV. It was uh, when MTV was like the cool channel. They had Rock and Jock and the music videos and everything. So uh, I think everyone that might on MTV. So that's when I first saw it. Um, what was it like only being 18 uh, on your real world season? Kind of like the youngest one there. Uh, actually, I was 19. But it was, uh, you know, it was it was hard because what I did was when we first got there, I was able to talk my way into certain bars. So I got stuck only going to like these few bars. So all of the older people, they could go and explore Austin, but I couldn't. So that's the reason why every night we always started at the Dizzy Rooster, because that was one of the only bars that I can get into. But it was like, you're on 6th Street, you want to go everywhere, you know? So it was, it was a little hard to not be able to fully experience but. At the end of the day, it was. Uh, I'm glad I did it that young. Mm-hmm. Um, so on one of the first nights, um, obviously there was like a big uh, bar fight, um, and Danny uh, got hit. Can you kind of walk me through how that uh, fight began, or something you kind of didn't see on screen? Yeah. So uh, basically, I guess to really set it up is that before we got to Austin. A lot of uh, Sixth Street is a very it's a small, tight knit community. So before we got to Austin, a lot of the people were already hearing that we were going to be down there. So they were trying to figure out how to get on the show. And back then, it was like two ways to get on the real world. Either you hook up with one of the cast members or you fight one of the cast members. So I think a lot of the people already had in their head when they see us down there, they're going to try one or two things. So um, that night, it was a crazy night. And me and Joe uh, kind of. I was trying to stop her from drinking too much because she asked me, hey, just watch me when I drink. And then some weirdo guy comes out of nowhere and starts trying to pick a fight with me. Hence, one of the people trying to get on the show. And then uh, out of nowhere, just this uh, this big old, uh, he was like, or big looking dude just taps him on the shoulder and just clocks him like right in front of me. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, shit, it's going down. And I'm thinking either a bar fight's going to happen or what. Um, but I, I thanked the dude, obviously. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, thanks for that. And then I just went home. I was like, this is, you know, where I come from. Things like that usually ends up in, like, shootings and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it's never just, it never just stops at the bar. So I'm thinking in my head, it's like, this is going to turn real ugly. So once I left, I was gone. I didn't know what happened with everyone else. And then when I watched it, I saw, well, Wes and Danny were both drunk. It was a bunch of drunk people doing what drunk people do. And cameras were there. And it was like, you go looking for a fight, you're going to get it. And that's what every single person got. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming on to your first season of the challenge, being a rookie on the duel, so you had Wes, um, who you were friends with and did real world with. Um, but was there anybody else there uh, that you kind of uh, resonated with at first? Uh, I can say uh, Brad, me and Brad, we uh, built a really cool bond. And before I actually did the show, the reason why they made the bet thing look like the bet thing is because I met her before when I did her calendar shoot. So literally when I went on the show, the only people I had ever met before was Wes and Beth and that's it. So that's the reason why they tried to build that to be, you know, like a big dynamic. But 
really, if I felt like almost all the rookies feel when they go in the challenge, where it's like, if you know someone before, that's cool, but it's really no man's land for us. You're the only person to actually formally send Kenny home. Uh, how does that feel? I didn't know I was, <laughs> but uh, it feels good, you know, because when I watch the show now, it's awesome because that's the way that I always played the game. Uh, I always played the game to go into the elimination, and I actually look forward. And the fact that now you have to go into the elimination, that was the type of game that I played. So as you saw back then, any person that I ever called out, it was never it was never a newbie, and it was never anyone who appeared weak. I called in always the top people every single time. You know, I went up against CT in the last one. Um, I went up against Evan, uh, Kenny. So it's like I always went against against top hitters. So uh, you know, kudos to to people. Uh, you know, like out there like Jay and uh, all of the rookies who get, you know, like. Who get abused when you go in the house and you got to take out big people? So it's like it's a it's a weird place to be in. Um. So when you got eliminated, um, from your first season, you lost in an elimination that was called I Can, which right. is essentially like a almost like a betting game, which is kind of like a crapshoot. Uh, um, most fans would call it uh, arguably the worst elimination concept. Ever. <laughs> um, you went up against Big Easy in that. Did it sting to go out that way? It did. Especially, you know, knowing what my strategy was going into it. My strategy going into it was no matter what, I wanted to be the one to lift it. So the fact that I kept saying a higher number every single time and I never told him to do it, it was uh, it was hard to just to just watch your fate slip away like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Gauntlet 3, the teams were obviously lopsided. Um but you had most of your real-world Austin cast with you there. Uh, was that kind of a comfort? Yeah, it was. It was more than a comfort. It was. Um, it was a strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, you go from when I'm on the duel and I have just West to now I got you know Melinda. I have Danny. I have Johanna. I have Rachel. So it's like I have a powerhouse of voters that I. Um, did you guys know that the vets were going to get DQ'd during that final for not having Eric? No, not at all. Yeah, we did not. We did not know until when they tried to raise their flag and TJ didn't blow the horn. That's when we knew. So wow. we didn't. Yeah, we didn't know until it was already done. So coming on to duel two, you and um, MJ were obviously replacements. Did you know um, the CT Adam fight happened when you were brought on? Or were you just completely uh, oblivious to what happened and they just told you, like, you're just a replacement? I was oblivious, but once I got there, I knew, excuse me, it was either someone got hurt or someone got into a fight. It was either one of those. When I saw, sorry, when I saw MJ, that's when I knew. I saw him in the airport. Uh, we, uh, We had a, I think the layover was in Brazil. Yeah, seen him in Brazil, and I was like, oh, so it must have been a fight or something. They're bringing two of us. So, yeah, it was uh, that's when I started putting two and two together. Um, on Duel 2, you uh, kind of went against the top dogs. Um, yep. So, so I'm going to ask you, what was your relationship with Landon like? Actually, I uh, always had a good relationship with Landon. And we actually did 
a couple of spring breaks together. So I seen him outside the show. So I always had a really good relationship with him. We never had any issues. Um, in your elimination with uh, Evan on Duel 2, um, he kind of broke the rules a little bit in the elevator elimination. Like he stood up, while, like you're supposed to be seated. Um, was anything said to him off camera? And did you think he should have been DQ'd? I most definitely think that he should have been DQ'd because they told him multiple times that he had to sit down and he didn't listen. So that's the reason why I felt like he should have been DQ'd because the rules were given to us at first. And then while we're doing it, he starts to stand up. Obviously, you're going to get more leverage that way, which is why you need to sit down. So um, the, he probably did almost 70% of the elimination on his knees. Wow. Yeah. You see it, you see it all the time over the years, whether it's uh, the Laurel elimination with Ninja, and then you had um, Rivals 2 with Zach and Trey. They both got called out for their DQs, and I felt like if um, they're going to get DQ'd, you have to call a spade a spade, and Evan broke the rules, you know what I mean? So, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I've been a part of some of the worst eliminations, man. I mean, if you see, yeah. and also I've been partnered with some of the worst people always. It's always been, like, uh, part of my challenge character. Um, what was your rivalry with Evan like going into Rivals 1 that we weren't able to see? That rivalry stemmed from the duel, mm -hmm. from being in the duel. And um, I think it was one of the things that you guys didn't see was that I tried to open up to him and like be cool with him. And I started to like share personal things with him. And in one of our only arguments in this show, uh, one of the few arguments we had, he threw those things back at me in that argument. So that's when I was like, oh, this is just a snake. You know, like I told him that stuff in confidence and he's going to do this now with the cameras and stuff. That's when I saw what his true character was. Mm -hmm. um, so from pretty much the start of that season, the mob was kind of targeting CT as he was like their biggest competition. Um, and they were looking for ways to get you and Evan to uh, go off against him and Adam in elimination. So did you know that Evan was going to throw that elimination that uh, sent you guys to the jungle? I did not know. I did not know that he was going to throw the challenge that day. I did not know he was going to throw the elimination. The way that we all discussed it was like, if it comes down to one of our groups needing to take out CT and Adam they kind of like voted me and Evan, our team, to do it. And was like, all right, cool, because we match with them more physically or whatever the case may be, however they saw it. But I was like, all right, cool. If it comes down to us being the team that goes against goes against them, I'm cool with that and, and you know, trying to take them out. So that was my intentions was that we were going to try. And if it came down to it, then we would go against him. I didn't know that he was going to throw and, you know, try to go home. Um, were you confident going in against CT and Adam? Yeah. Yes, I was. It was like, it's me and Evan. I was like, I think we could do this. Big time. Yeah. Big time. I feel like I feel like Evan at his best is a he's a he's a very good competitor and he can definitely uh, stand with CT in elimination. And I know me at my best could definitely be Adam in elimination. So that's the reason why we were stacked up well against them, you know, because Kenny or Wes couldn't beat CT and um, and Johnny or Tyler couldn't beat CT. It was only me and Evan who had the chance to beat them. 
So where did you and Evan leave things off after you guys were eliminated? We left them off right where they were on the um, on the the reunion show, where I was, you know, backstage and he was talking mess, and you know, just doing what Evan does. And it was just like, look, man, mm-hmm. you and I both know that if this was a fist fight, I'll beat you up. <laughs> like, come on, just stop playing tough guy role, you know, because I know him outside of the show. Um, so I've read places that you were supposed to, uh, or actually you were an alternate for the free agent season. Um, would you have liked to be on a season like that? The free agent season? Yeah. I think there were a lot of seasons that would have definitely complimented my skills. You know, when I look back at my challenge run, the only challenge I did the very first one, which was I get there and it's the first challenge ever where it's every man for themselves. So that's the first time, that's my first challenge is where there's no teams. And then the second challenge, once I kind of know how it goes, the second challenge I win, which is the gauntlet three. Then the fourth challenge, I get called one day notice, hey, can you fly to New Zealand tomorrow? So everyone's already in their alliances. Everyone's been working out. I have not. I'm not in challenge shape or mind state, and I fly to New Zealand the next day. Then the fourth challenge is the challenge where we have a chance to win, and we could have made it to the end, but my partner threw the challenge and and the elimination. So it was like, I feel like there have been so many shows where if I were on, I could have definitely been able to benefit from the cast and the type of challenges that they were doing. Um, what's your relationship with CT like off camera? Me and CT get along. We've done a few spring breaks. Uh, we actually, uh, we, me and CT have hung out a lot more so than what the camera or our relationship on our camera would show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know he's kind of been out of the limelight for a while and fans have wondered like what's happened with him. Um, what's Danny been up to and what's, uh, your guys' relationship like? That's a good question. Uh, Man, he has been just, you know, and working. I think he's been Boston. And me and him, we don't have any issues. I wouldn't say that me and him talk all, talk all the time. Probably talk once every couple of years. But every time we do, it's always like cheerful and good times. So I followed uh, your Instagram a bit. I know you've been watching. Uh, Total Madness. What's your thoughts on Rogan? Uh, in what way? I guess um, competitor-wise, uh, politically, just all of it, you know. It's so funny. This is this is kind of like my first view of him, you know. So, um, I don't know. I think that I think that he's a good fit for the show. I think that I think that he brings everything that they're looking for. You know, I think that he has a good look. I think that um, he's competitive, and um, I think that he fits in very well with the cast. Um, who do you think is a better competitor, Jordan or Johnny Bananas? All around competitor or athletically? I guess both. Because you have to know, like the challenges away, athletics go far in the challenge, but, but the, athletics the are the, yeah. not even close. So I was probably say athletically, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say challenge-wise, Johnny, because so far he's been able to sustain a career from it longer. Yeah. Um, are you interested in coming back? 
You know, I think about that when I watch this show. I think that I would, I think I probably got at least one more right. in me. You know, I think that, but it's hard to say because I'm still in really good shape. Yeah. And the one, like I said, the one challenge where I actually knew that I was going to be on the challenge and I was able to do everything I needed to, I won. So, and to this day, you know, like, there hasn't really been another one. So, I think that I could definitely give some people a run for their money, but it's definitely a lot tougher than it was when I did it, for sure. Yeah, Way, these are real competitions that I had. What was your dynamic like with Dunbar? Not too big. We shared a room, but um, we had actually, like, a couple of really good conversations a few times, but nothing nothing past that. Um. What have you been up to in quarantine? How has it kind of adjusted um, your shift on what you would normally be doing? So in quarantine, I've been taking this time to just be still. I work a lot, and I'm always moving, and I'm always planning. And this is a really good time to just sit back and, one, just be able to enjoy all of the fruits of the labor that I've already done, which I have not been able to do, and just appreciate where I am in life now instead of trying to focus on where I want to be. So I've tried to, I've taken time to do that and also um, learn new skills and just new information that I haven't been able to do. But other than that, I've tried to treat it like a vacation uh, because... And I know that I need a vacation, and what better one when there is no work or there is no place to be, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to wrap it up with, like, two more questions. Um, so if, say, if you're to go back next season, um, what format would you most prefer to be on? Mm, great question. Probably the format from the last one. The same exact format that they have right now, oh, from, okay. or the, from from Madness, I would do. I think that format works well. You have several people who are able to be safe in the tribunal. You have you have the option of going in. Uh, you have to go in. So I think this one right here would be the type of game that I would like to play. Um, do you think that CT should retire, having lost to just Jay right now? I think that CT has the potential to go and do some more, but I think that he should retire just because of the peace of mind that comes along with, you know, um, because you got to remember the older you get, the, 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 the older you are and the gap between the people in the house. So now it's like you're not, it's not a five-year gap now.
um, all the way from like Cancun to Surrey Island. Um, so pretty much, I just stayed busy and I turned all of my hobbies and all of my passions into career. My passion for film and my passion for music, I turned those into careers and I was just working this whole time. That's awesome, man. Well, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. I'm glad uh, you gave me your time and I hope you're staying safe. Likewise, man. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me and I hope you are. That's it. That's it for this morning.